0: From the album Winter Songs by Kitka, and this is Shimmy Cast Episode 14. Welcome. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. For this week's show, we will continue Salome's article on costuming with the section on American costumes, and we have a review of the CD Adventure Cargo Echoes of Egypt. Of course, we also have answers to the question of the week and our news recap. And this week's other song is going to be from Beth Quest. I'd like to remind you that the deadline for submissions to the article contest is Monday, August 21st at noon Greenwich Mean Time. That's next Monday. And those submissions should be emailed to shimmycast at gmail.com with the subject line article contest. For more information, go to the message board. Uh, We're going to be giving out CDs as prizes. And I'll just go ahead and tell you folks right now, nobody has entered so far. So, you know, jot down a quick little article, send it in, and you're pretty much at this point, probably going to win. So, But seriously, we have some awesome CDs to give out for prizes, and I know some of you guys are really interested in boosting your CD collections for dancing, and this is going to be an easy way to do that, so just send those in. And now on to answers to the question of the week. <laughs> This week's question was Do you dance barefoot or in shoes? And the first answer is from Jenny. And Jenny didn't mention where she was from. And we have a couple of different Jennies. And um, this is one that I haven't heard from before, so I can't tell y'all where she's from. Maybe she'll email me back and let me know. Inala, I just loved all the music this previous week's show. I really like the song by Bedlam Bards. I like to dance barefoot. I think that it feels great and looks great. I also think that it helps you become one with your surroundings, the stage or the ground, whatever the case may be. I've also read that it's really good for your posture and your feet and everything else. Okay, I confess. This is my favorite podcast ever. You don't need to apologize for being, quote, late. It's worth the wait. Thanks for all your hard work and your crew too, Jenny. Well, thank you for that email, Jenny. And I'm really flattered that this is your favorite podcast. And thanks for telling me I didn't have to apologize for being late. Um, I just kind of feel like my listeners are my friends now, so when I'm a little late, I kind of feel like I do need to apologize for y'all, particularly if I've forgotten to tell y'all beforehand that it's going to be late, So, but thanks for trying to let me off the hook. <laughs> and I have to say, I agree with you about dancing barefoot. My entire life, I have never been one to enjoy shoes. I like to look at them, but I don't really like to wear them. As a child, I always loved traipsing through the Arkansas woods barefooted. And I just love the feel of like cool moss or grass blades between my toes. It makes me feel more a part of the earth, if that makes any sense. To, to really feel that connection to the earth through my feet. I, I love that. Um, and I feel the same way when I dance barefoot. I also feel more connected to the stage or the ground that I'm dancing on. And I feel more in control of my movements and my balance when I dance barefooted. And there's been one time that I Almost had to dance with shoes on. Um, There was some question as to whether the asphalt was going to be too hot. But luckily they had put up a tent. So the asphalt had been in shade all day. So I was able to go ahead and take my shoes off and dance with barefooted. And I really appreciate it. And it's just a huge preference for me to dance barefooted. But I also realize, like in restaurant settings... That is, you know, there's health issues, you know, health codes and all that kind of stuff. And plus, you know, in a restaurant where people have been, like, maybe accidentally dropped some food or something. And if you accidentally, like, stepped in some food while you were dancing, I can imagine that would be rather unpleasant. (laughs) So I think in that, that would probably be one of the few times that I would just be like, yeah, where are my shoes? What shoes can I go, get to go with this costume? <laughs> and now your shimmy cast news. August 17th through the 20th. Yahala Y'all, 2006, in Grapevine, Texas. August 18th, O'Jami will be performing in Birmingham, England. August 18th through 20th, Tribal Cafe, 2006, workshops in Redlands, California. August 18th through the 21st, Tito's Show and Workshops in Richmond, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. August 18th, Johan Lindstedt in concert in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. August 19th, Oasis Beyond the Veil is presenting Raven Moon Workshops in St. Louis, Missouri. August 19th, Ojami will be performing in Pondidouir Festival in Wales. August 19th, Egyptian Stick Dance Workshop in Dalesford, Victoria, Australia. August 19th, Sonia Workshop in New York City, New York. August 20th, Johan Lindstedt in concert in Leamington, Ontario, Canada. August 20th, Ojami will be performing in Hull, England. August 23rd, Johan Lindstedt in concert in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. August 25th, the Gypsy Fire Belly Dancers will be performing at the River's Edge Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. August 25th through the 26th. A weekend of workshops and show with Master Instructor Hydea in Seattle, Washington. August 26th. Stars of Perth, Middle Eastern Hofla in Karanyup, Western Australia. August 26th. Sonya of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Sedona, Arizona. August 26th through 27th, the 5th Annual Oriental Nights Workshops. The first night is in Laguna Hills, and the second night is in Sherman Oaks, California. August 26th through the 27th, Gathering of the Tribes, Tribal Per Workshop and Show in Helsinki, Finland. August 27th, the Polished Performance Summer Hofla in San Jose, California. Registration deadline notice. To get an early bird discount for the Tribal Fusion Weekend in Evergreen and Denver, Colorado, to be held on September 23rd and 24th, you need to get your registration in by September 9th. And there are several different packages available for this workshop. This has been the Shimmy Cast News for this week. And as always, you can find more information about these events on our message board. This is a review of the CD Adventure Cargo Echoes of Egypt by Diane and David Arkinstone, and it is reviewed by Anala Rabari. Echoes of Egypt is different than most traditional CDs because it only has five tracks. However, the nearly hour journey through Egypt that it offers is no less exciting than any other Egyptian music CD. Since the majority of tracks on this CD are over 14 minutes, they aren't very conducive to performance, but I love to crank up the volume on this disc for personal warm-ups or longer practices. There is one song that is almost 6 minutes, and my class loves it when I use it for warm-up, and it would be excellent for a troop choreography. I know you will fall in love with the steady driving beats, repetitive rhythms, and haunting melodies, just as I did. So run out and grab a copy of this disc today. Emails and feedback. So Sunny Blue posted on uh, Podcast Alley awesome doesn't get any better than this i just like to say thanks and thanks to everyone else who has sent emails or posted comments on itunes or podcast alley or podcast pickle over the months that the podcast has been available i really appreciate you guys giving us feedback on how you like the show or what you'd like to hear on the show and remember, you can always send us feedback at shimmycastgmail.com at or on our forum at shimmycast.blogspot.com. You can also send us an audio, that's a way of sending voicemail through the computer. And uh, if you go to our website, you can just click on the links to vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle. And you can leave reviews on iTunes. And don't forget to sign up on the frapper map. So this week we're going to finish up Salome's article on belly dance costumes, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about American costumes. And, as I said with the other two sections, you really need to go check out the article on the website because there's a ton of great pictures and links that go along with the article. Belly Dance Costumes by Salome To the uninitiated, belly dance costumes may seem all the same. But, in fact, the costuming, along with the music, essence, and expression of movement, are regionally distinct. This paper is devoted to identifying the current characteristics of mass-produced and designer costumes from Turkey, Egypt, and America. Please keep in mind that the information is a loose framework of commonalities. Crossover influences and individuality is plentiful. Also, Mention of belly dance costume designers, manufacturers, and importers is not an endorsement. Conduct business at your own risk. Clarifying terminology. Bra is used to describe a costume garment, not lingerie. Belt is used to describe a costume garment that encircles the hips. Veil is used to describe... A three yard length of lightweight fabric. America a forward. Americans following authentic ethnic styles, Turkish, Lebanese, and Egyptian, patronize costuming traditional to the region they present. What will be carved out of the American belly dance scene is the classic American belly dance costume. While it's not discussed at length here, please note that practitioners of American belly dance also draw on Turkish and Egyptian costuming. A note on tribal style costuming. Tribal style costuming often leaves the uneducated viewer with the impression that it is an authentic Middle Eastern folkwear, probably due to the predisposition for a more covered look and the use of natural fiber materials, often in earthy tones. The truth is that tribal style roots go back to 1968, California. The predecessor was a dance troupe, Balinat, created by American dancer Jamila Salampor. The costuming, diverse elements drawn into one distinct look, was also the work of Jamila. She created characters that had an old style from the Middle East feeling. Over 30-odd years, the dance and costuming have morphed and inspired spin-off styles. The basic components today are turban, cholly top, coin bra, tassel belt, multi-tiered skirt, pantaloons, scarves, monzoya ropes, shisha mirrors, and kuchi jewelry. Overall, Afghani, Pakistani, and Indian flavors seem to dominate, countries not connected to belly dance. To compare and contrast, the tribal style dancer will often wear a turban. In the East, turbans are a garment worn by men. Women cover their hair with a hijab, a simple piece of fabric arranged to lay over the scalp and length of the hair. A tribal style dancer will often choose a choli top alone or in addition to a bra. A choli is a form-fitting top that comes under the bust line. It is a garment worn by Indian women under the sari. The tribal dancer will often decorate her belt with yarn tassels. In North Africa, tassels are used for decorating camel and donkey halters and saddle blankets on special occasions. Most Americans live apart from a near, middle, or far eastern cultural framework. And because of that, feel free to bring all of these bits together into a theatrical costume. I don't have any beef about that. My only agenda here is to identify tribal style costuming for what it is and what it is not. The classic American belly dance costume. Many additions or subtractions can take place in an American belly dance costume while remaining true to the genre. They are individually made ensembles, so personal taste is hugely influential. The basic components are head ornamentation, bra, vest, belt, skirt, pants, scarves, and veil. A headband with fringe, beads, or coins are both. Graces the head. The fringe dangles in front of the forehead and along the sides of the face. Also, or a scarf or mini is worn at the hairline. Hair is loose and exposed. Long hair is favored. Earrings and necklace are a must. The bra and belt are covered with fabric. Material type and appearance are diverse but two commonalities are opaque and fancy. No gunny sack or calico. Metal adornments are sewn onto the fabric clad set. These adornments can be coins, bells, chains, large disks and sometimes small mirrors. One item may be used by itself or a combination of some or all. Metal colors can be brass, variants of nickel, gold, and silver, either antiqued or polished. A belly drape of the same material is commonly included. A large centerpiece sits over the diaphragm with filigree draping over the belly and ribs. In lieu of metal adornment, a fabric clad set may be decorated with nylon fringe or some swags of beads and a speckling of stones or sequins. This can be lovelier than it sounds. Lightly decorated sets often use intense fabrics, so there is no need to fill space. A form-fitting sleeveless keyhole vest can be worn with the bra. The front of the vest is cut in such a way as to allow the bra cups to be visible. The vest coordinates with the skirt and pant fabrics. Nothing notable about the shape of the bra. Belt bases are handmade and shaped to individual preferences. Several layers of skirts and chiffon are favored. Panel skirts are the classic choice, though circle and other skirt patterns are used. Pantaloons, a.k.a. harem pants, are often included and made of chiffons, satins, strains of silk. Skirt and pants lack detail work. Scarves may be worn under the belt or tucked into the belt. Rings, armbands, arm and ankle bracelets are popular, shoes or not. Rudimentary, the ensemble isn't far off the mark from belly dance costuming in the East, but it is inherently American. The use of coins and other metalwork as decoration in belly dance costuming is an American method along with keyhole vests, the way scarves are often used, ankle bracelets, and Indian fabrics. Pictures of American belly dance costumes. To check out retro costumes, I encourage you to take a look through the North Beach article series, a fabulous journey through American belly dance with some wonderful pictures from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Hoke Tour to Novice American Belly Dance Costumes There is no Hoke tour of American belly dance costumes in the same sense as Turkey in Egypt. The classic American belly dance costume has traditionally been a personally crafted ensemble or assembly of various pre-made items. But pre-made metal sets are available from costless costumes. They make high-end coin, mirror, foil, and crystal sets ranging from $500 to over $1,000. Sarah Skinner sells attractive middle-of-the-road coin and mirror sets for around $300. India manufactures metal belts, necklaces, and anklets. Importers often promote it as belly dance wear. It isn't belly dance wear. India has nothing to do with belly dance, and they do not produce belly dance costuming. However, it's dirt cheap, and a lot of folks feel it, and other Indian products carry over well. For pre-made bra and belt forms, Sugar Petals gets the most action. El Rose Designs and Glitzy Gypsy Costume make lovely American belly dance costumes. Happy Shopping! so I hope you all enjoyed that section on American costumes and more so I hope you enjoyed that entire series from the article again I encourage you to check out the link to the article as there are a lot of fantastic pictures as well as links to all the businesses discussed in the article. And now it's time for next week's question. And the question is, what is your favorite costume style and why? To answer, you can send an email to shimmycast at or go to our form board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the second music pick of the week. This week's song is Survival from the album Shall We Dance by Beth Quest. I hope you all enjoy and I hope you all have a great week. And until next week, this is Anala Rabari saying Shimmy On. we Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.